This podcast is sponsored by Underdog. Want to make money making picks on MLB games? Then you have to try Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. In Underdog's Pick'em game, you just pick your favorite baseball players and predict whether they will go higher or lower on stats like strikeouts, hits, and more. Pick the two to five players, get all your picks right, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Be sure to sign up with the promo code PITCHERLIST and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100 so you have some bonus cash to start playing with. Again, that's Underdog Fantasy com or underdog fantasy in the app store sign up with promo code pitcher list and get your first deposit doubled up to $100 must be 18 year older 19 year older in Alabama and Nebraska 21 or older in Massachusetts and Arizona and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates terms apply concerned with your play call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org in Arizona call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in New York call 1-877-8 Hope and why in Tennessee call 1-800-889-9789. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from PitcherList.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is 9-11 and I hope you guys can take a time to really reflect on that. And we are going to talk about baseball. Uh, Kenny Rosenberg went five innings, one run, six hits, one walk and four strikeouts. He's a crafty lefty. With a changeup, that's really good. And a 90-91 mile per hour fastball for the Angels. He gets the Tigers next, and that's a decent stream. Okay, cool. Pablo Lopez is amazing. Uh, he worked on his fastball in between and was just so good with it. It was the perfect Blake Snell blueprint. Four seamers were up and killing it. 13 whips over 36 thrown. What? 36% swing strike rate on that. 25 whips for that gallows pull. He has 213 strikeouts. That's third in the major leagues. Do you realize that? Pablo Lopez. So, so cool. Uh, Corbin Burns against the Yankees uh, was against Garrett Cole, and this was an amazing matchup. It was SP1 and number two going at each other. Ace is going to ace for Cole. For Burns, uh, he took a no-hitter into the ninth, but then uh, left after the eighth because he hurt his ankle in the seventh. We actually saw it. He was grimacing a little bit as he walked off and then came back for another one, and of course, the, the Yankees won in the 13th. It was ridiculous. We watched it on playback. It was insane. Uh, obviously, we're starting these guys. Same with Hunter Green. Killed it against the Cardinals. We're going to start him again. The pitch separation is fantastic. Tyler McGill. I mean, this is really what's going on, guys. I'm going to focus on, like, the ones that you can actually consider dropping or not. Uh, Tyler McGill against the Twins. Five innings, zero runs, two hits, four walks, and two Ks. He was able to paint the top of the zone with red. Uh, with red, that is, with four seamers. Yeah, he doesn't have enough arsenal depth. The slider is good, but not really amazing. Was not very good in this one. He gets the Yankees, uh, not the Yankees, the Reds next week as he hosts them. And that is fine. It's going to be like questionable still. I'm not really going to jump into the Tyler McGill train. I, I was more so for this one. I actually had him as a probable. And uh, I feel a little bit less encouraged by this one. Um, maybe I'll put him in the bottom probable. Okay. I mean, it, it's it's just... Ugh. I want more from him and his slider and his changeup. And I'm not getting that. JP France against the Padres. Six innings, one run, four hits, five walks, five Ks. This is a dusty donut. And we, you know, as long as France is facing weak teams, we're good with it. This is very nice against the Padres in getting that win. Um, it's a decent schedule moving forward, so something to consider uh, with France. Luis Ortiz against the uh, against Atlanta. Actually, it should mention, I believe he does get the Rangers in there, too. So be careful with France. Make sure you check the article schedule today for the list. That's, as you guys know, I do the expected schedules uh uh, every Monday through the end of the year, because that's what's most important for you right now. You know who the aces are, and you're going to have them on your team. Who cares about that? So it's not the traditional ranking. Check out the playback stream at 2 p.m. Eastern time uh, through about like 6 or so. 
um, as I write that article. Um, it's absolutely free. All right, playback.tv slash pitchers. Luisa Ortiz gets the gold star because he went against Atlanta. 5.1 innings of one earned run, uh, two walks and zero Ks. Enjoy the birthday party, buddy. That was insane. Uh, Brandon Fott was open four by two guys and he fixed, uh, finished the game with six innings, four and runs, seven hits, one walk in, four strikeouts. Not the worst uh, outing. He allowed three home runs because it's Fott. There was a lot of comfortable strikes and I think that's not quite a surprise. He does get the Cubs again a second time. I don't really know if I want to go with that. So that's a question we'll start again. Tanner Bybee was as good as I've seen him this year. Seven innings, two and runs, two hits, zero walks, and six Ks because he was able to get his slider down properly and was able to get his four-seamer up a good amount. I still feel like when I watch Tanner Bybee that it's it's anxiety-inducing. It's uncomfortable because I don't really feel like he meticulously sequences. And if you guys know one of my biggest joys as a pitching uh, analyst is watching these guys really attack sequencing in at-bats in an interesting way to really get the most success, right? And I don't feel like Tanner Bybee can do that. This was more so than usual, but still I feel that anxiety of like he's battling himself more than the batter. And when I feel that way, I call them cherry bombs and I don't want them on my fantasy teams for the long haul. Obviously, you're tar- starting Tanner Bybee the rest of the way. Um, but I don't think I am for 2024. It could be one of my big misses, right, because of that. Uh, but it's just a general rule that I follow for myself. And... Uh, yeah, it's it's just not... I got to watch more Tanner by being really see if I'm being too ridiculous about this. Uh, Jose Barrios against the Royals. Seven innings, two earned runs, five hits, two walks, and seven Ks. He was opposite Cole Reagans, and he got the win because he went through seven innings at 100 pitches. It was it was absolutely cruising along. It was good to go. Uh, they had one bad inning uh, at the top of the sixth, I think it was. Uh, and that was, that was really it for Jose Barrios. Good stuff there. Alan Winans against Pittsburgh. It's very frustrating because he did so well. 6.1 innings of turned runs, 6 sets, 0 walks, and 8 Ks. And I would be picking him up, except that he's down to the mar- uh, to the minors after he was slated to get the Marlins. But I think what happens now is that Atlanta's calling up Kyle Wright for the doubleheader today, and thus he's taking the sixth man. That's it. So frustrating because Winans really pulled it off here, and no, nope, he's not going to get that opportunity. So it goes. Cole Reagans. Oh, man. Um, I'm not going to ramble a ton. You guys know how much I love him. He was going to get the aces, going to ace tag. And then he, with two outs in the sixth inning, nobody on. He walked uh, two batters. And it was frustrating to watch that. He wasn't quite as solid in those. And then he had three wild pitches to score both runners, which is absolutely insane. He slipped on the mound. And that can mess you up mentally and stuff. So he went from... Six Ks and three walks in one hit. And if you got one more out, it would have been six innings and zero in runs, too. That's how he lost his, like, 26-inning consecutive scoreless streak, which is so crazy. Uh, I'm not altering how I feel about Reagans because of this. This was a weird, fluky thing. And I'm starting him against the Astros. I consider him an ace in my view, but I can't by principle after six walks. It's just, I know. But also, by the way, if he didn't have those three walks with two outs... It would be a 6.7% walk rate as a starter as opposed to an 8.2%. Is that kind of wild? Okay. Uh, Kyle Hendricks against the Diamondbacks. 5.2 innings of 200 runs, 7 hits, and 4 strikeouts with 1 walk. Got the win. He's a Toby. And yeah, you just keep doing it again. Like, he's exactly what you expect. Uh, Sawyer Gibson Long, also known as Alec Gibson, I've seen. I think it was on Fangraphs there. It's kind of strange. Um, I didn't look into, I didn't get a chance to look into why that was. I kind of dig this guy. He's for the Tigers. He went against the White Sox. He got the win. Five innings, two hundred runs, four hits, zero walks, and five Ks. He throws 92, 93 mile per hour sinkers. And 
the those return a 47% CSW. Just think of them as called strike sinkers, like singer or something like that. Um, his slider had a 42% CSW, but it's really the changeup that is actually the big thing. And he threw a ton of them against right-handers as a righty. I love that. I love that he's change of focus first. It's a really good one. And then he has a slider that he can throw in there too. He got a really nice strikeout against Luis Robert. Um, where it was 2-1 throwing the slider and then the change of a 2-2. Uh, it was pretty dang cool. So I like that he's using a sinker wisely. And think of it kind of as Brady Singer, but then you add the changeup that's actually good. It's a little bit of a worse slider though. Maybe the slider is better than the changeup that Singer has while the changeup is his slider. Think of it like that. Maybe it's like a Logan Webb actually. Yeah, Logan Webb is probably the best comp I can give you uh, for Gibson Long, which is pretty dang cool, right? That's actually really close. Yeah, that's it. Think like Logan Webb potential here. And now he gets the Angels and Athletics. He was only at 73 pitches, but that doesn't mean it's 80-85. And I think that's very, very... Um, that's a very solid stream. If they are going to continue with this, with Detroit, which I don't see why they wouldn't if they're going to call him up now and does well. So Gibson Long is someone I would heavily consider um, adding on my fantasy squads. All right, uh, we're going to talk about everybody else from yesterday, of course, today, tomorrow's games. We're going to talk about all of that after this break. This podcast is sponsored by Underdog. Want to make money making picks on MLB games? Then you have to try Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. In Underdog's Pick'em game, you just pick your favorite baseball players and predict whether they will go higher or lower on stats like strikeouts, hits, and more. Pick to two to five players, get all your picks right, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Be sure to sign up with the promo code PITCHERLIST and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100 so you have some bonus cash to start playing with. Again, that's Underdog Fantasy com or underdog fantasy in the app store sign up with promo code pitcher list and get your first deposit doubled up to $100 must be 18 year older 19 year older in Alabama and Nebraska 21 or older in Massachusetts and Arizona and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates terms apply concerned with your play call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org in Arizona call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in New York call 1-877-8 Hope and why in Tennessee call 1-800-889-9789. Grace Rodriguez against the Red Sox, 4.1 innings, 2 and runs, 7 hits, 2 walks, and 6 strikeouts. He got a bit singled out even though he allowed 2 doubles on, or a few, actually maybe 3 of them, on pitches that, yeah, weren't that great. But like, we're going to keep going with this. The Red Sox are really dangerous in Fenway, so it goes. And whatever, we just keep starting Grace Rodriguez. Ryan Yarbrough did go 4 innings, not 5. 78 pitches though. But um, we just want him to get five frames. Maybe he gets open for next time because the Dodgers need anything in that rotation. Uh, it's nice pitching for the Dodgers, but you don't want to go for the Friday Pirate. That is right. Yarbrough. I thought it might see, we might see Daniel Castano for the Marlins. It looked like it was just really a bullpen game with Brian Hoeing going reductive 3.1 innings against the Phillies, but we don't really want to focus on any of this. Ranger Suarez had six no-hit innings. A lot of no-hitter uh, threats yesterday. And then it lost it in the seventh. Surprisingly, kept going. And it was two hits and three on runs and three walks, but 10 strikeouts. Much better command. Now, he was a little bit down on his velocity. And the changeup wasn't necessarily as unreal as we've seen in the past, but really good avoidance of this heart of the plate. Good cutters on the edges, everything else on the edges. Really good stuff. And I feel like you got to start him against the Mets now. He's back in rhythm after this one. Keaton win against Rocky Road. Sure, as a poor quality start, fine, six innings, 300 runs, five hits, zero walks, nine strikeouts. This is Keaton win for the Giants. 22 whiffs, 48% CSW in 80 pitches. 
That is a top five CSW mark on the year. I feel like it's like top two or top three for any pitcher. He had 18 whiffs on 46 splitters. Guys, that is over a 36% swinging strike rate on 46 splitters. Insane. This is what Alex Cobb was missing. This is the thing. It just went to Keaton Wynn. Uh, absolutely ridiculous. So should we pick up Keaton Wynn? No. What? He gets cores, and then he gets the Dodgers, and then he gets the Padres. Also, it's a splitter. We are not going to see 18 over 46 whiffs on a splitter again. Okay? No. And it's cores where they just saw him. No. But man, what a what a wild thing. It's unfortunate it was 300 runs that kind of like depressed how unbelievable the start was. Yeah, kind of crazy from Keaton Wynn. All right, uh, Zach Eflin, five innings, 300 runs, seven hits, two walks, and six Ks. He got the win. Eflin's cutter wasn't back to normal. It was really bad in the previous start. At least he got his curveball going. Um, but yeah, this was not the best Zach Eflin. And we're just going to keep going with it, but he's fine. Uh, he'll get he'll get it back. Uh, Brian Bayo against the Orioles. I mean, he got the win, but man, Bayo is I feel like a 50-50 shot moving forward. It's the Jays and the Rangers next. Kind of tough with him. It stinks because he's been really much a, a big rock for you in the season, but now it's not quite the thing you want to go for. Jesse Schultons against the Tigers didn't matter. Okay, we're good. Moving on. Okay, three three hundred runs of five innings, ten base runners. No thanks. We move on. John Gray very disappointing here. Two point two innings of three hundred runs, four hits, two walks, three Ks, sixty pitches. A little surprised that they pulled him so early, but it was sixty pitches without nine outs, and I get that he was getting overworked. So they brought in Andrew Heaney for three point two innings of shutout ball and six strikeouts because it's Oakland, and now he's not going to go today. So, I feel like John Gray just had a weird start. He was throwing everything down the middle or way out of the zone, which is so... I got to get a phrase for that because I see that all the time. I couldn't think of something good for it. It's like the target, but it's not. It, it's it's weird. Um, where it's like it's dead in the middle or all the way on the outside. It's like the lonely planet or something like that. Or the lonely sun. I don't know. Where it's like all in the middle and then the closest planet is way out of its range. But uh, it, it's really, really annoying. And I... Uh, I mean, John Gray, I think we're going to start him against the Guardians still. I just hope it was a bad day, right? Uh, Matt Waldron, don't trust the knuckleballer. He is a knuckleballer. It's kind of wild against the Astros. No, thank you. Miles Michaelis, even though it was the Reds, he still was bad, so don't do it. Uh, Luis Medina did not have his, uh, Medina didn't have his slider against the Rangers. It was one for 14 whiffs, and like, yeah, no, thanks. And Peter Lambert against the Giants. Like, yeah, I know the whole thing with the Rockies in San Francisco. Okay, it was dumb. I'm sorry. It was, it was kind of like, ah, and none of it worked. None of it worked. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I mean, yeah, it was, it was, you guys know. Okay, uh, and Trevor Williams, never Trevor. And then there's Bryce Miller against the Rays. So this was the last start, I think, for Bryce Miller for your fantasy teams. It was five innings, five earned runs, nine hits, one walk, seven Ks against the Rays. But now it's the Dodgers, and then the Rangers, and then the Astros. And I just think it's too risky. So you can't do it, you know. Uh, next year's going to be very interesting where Bryce Miller goes. He's going to go after a lot of the other young guys, I think, because of that second half, because it's... He was so good in the beginning and then just kind of went off and people see more potential in Gavin Williams, which I understand and I get it. But the thing is, if Bryce Miller nails down that slider in the offseason, which is a big if, he's very legit. So I don't know. It's, it's going to be kind of interesting to see uh, 
where he goes in drafts next year. All right, uh, looking forward to today and tomorrow's games. We have Tyler Glasnow, Brandon Woodruff, Sonny Gray, Logan Gilbert, Jesus Lazardo going today against the, the Brewers, which is nicer than the Phillies, and Framber Valdez against Oakland. I think you're going to do all that, of course. Speaking of Gavin Williams, he goes today against the Giants. I'm all for that. Jose Quintana can still be streamed. He's right at 20% against the Diamondbacks. I'm very much in for that. Dean Kramer against the Cardinals. Chris Bassett, even though it's the Rangers, he's opponent agnostic, so you do that. Charlie Morin against the Phillies in a doubleheader. Ooh, good luck. Uh, and Clark Schmidt against Fenway. Those are two very contentious ones, but I think if you have them on your squads right now, you're going to do it. Questionable starts here. I was also a much lower drop, I think, than Morden and Schmidt. With Brady Singer, who didn't look good in his uh, return back to the team from paternity leave and arm fatigue against the White Sox. Maybe the slider is good enough against the White Sox as it could be, but there's a lot of work to do there. Dylan sees against the Royals. <laughs> yeah, it's complete cherry bomb and a strikeout play. You have uh, Jordan Wicks, Cutter Crawford, and uh, Alex Cobb. Wicks gets cores. Uh, but it's a really good changeup. Cutter Crawford, maybe that does work against the Yankees. They have been that bad. And Alex Cobb, he's dealing with hip stuff, so be careful there against the Guardians, but maybe he has a thing and everything's good. Do not start to your redemmers. I love you so much for your potential, but you just have not done it at all for the past couple months, and you get the Seattle Mariners who have been hot, so no thank you. Uh, Andre Jackson against the, the Nationals. Maybe he gets six innings again and has that magic, but I don't really want to do this. Uh, and Kyle Wright is coming back from the IL. It's a very clear steal, especially against the elite offense that is the Phils. You have Zach Davies against the Mets, maybe, but oh, I just don't want to do it. Um, Patrick Corbin against Pittsburgh at least has a chance for six frames. Um, by the way, Josiah Gray is getting pushed back later in the week. They give him extra rest. Taiwan Walker and Michael Renzen each go against Atlanta in the doubleheader, so no thanks. Uh, Dakota Hudson against Baltimore and blah. Kyle Freeland against Freeland against the uh, Freeland against uh, the Cubs. You have Dane Dunning now going instead of Andrew Heaney against the Jays, so no thanks. So Gavin Stone is going against the Padres, and maybe that works. But no, uh, Pedro Avila, maybe he has his best stuff against the Padres, and Mason Miller is going against the Astros. He's on the bottom of this, because I don't expect Mason Miller to go more than three innings. He threw only 27 pitches last time. So I love him, don't get me wrong, but it's against the Astros too, and he shouldn't go more than like 40 pitches. You might see Ken Waldochuk follow, but you don't want to do that. You're not going to get a win. It's the Astros. Uh, you have, uh, I mean, maybe Valdez falls apart again, I guess, but no. Uh, tomorrow's starting pitchers, Freddie Peralta, Justin Verlander gets Oakland. Ooh, Max Freddie gets the Phils, that's why that's that order. And then Joe Ryan against the Rays, Max Scherzer against the Jays, and Zach Wheeler against Atlanta. Ace is going to ace, you start him regardless of the opponent, so there you go, good luck. Probable start to Cal Quantro is our clear streamer against the Giants, you love that one. Um, he's just boring and easy, and that's good. Uh, Edward Cabrera went four innings of dominance against the Dodgers, who looked so good with his fastball and everything, really, in 70 pitches. Now he gets the Brewers. I think this is a good one to go for. Uh, then again, like, there is a uh, floor that we hate with Edward Cabrera. He has been volatile in the past, so be a little careful with it, but I think he's definitively better than the qual- uh, the questionable start here, which has a lot of guys. We have Ryan Nelson against the Mets, who did not have as good of a cutter as I wanted to see, and from all the talk and seeing what we saw in the minors, maybe he comes back here against the Mets. John Means is returning from Tommy John, finally. He's had a full month of rehab, the maximum amount of starts you can have in rehab, and it's 91 on his fastball. It's not like 93 plus that we've seen in the past, which is unfortunate, and the changeup was getting a little too elevated that I want from the AAA starts, but... It could still work out. It gets the, the Cardinals because he does have 90 pitches in the tank, right? He's fully stretched out. So the still ill stuff is not really fully applicable. Obviously, the jitters of returning back and getting to the groove is another aspect of it. But because there's been so much rehab with means, it does mean that there is a lot of potential here more so than you normally see. Still, we don't really know totally. So it's a questionable start, but I kind of like it against the Cardinals. Unfortunately, the next one is the Astros for John Means if it's still a six man. So that would stink uh, considering... 
you don't want to start him there. So you don't really have to go after this one because you might be hesitant with this. And then that would be an investment for the Astros after, which you don't want to go for, which isn't really the best situation for John Means. Brian Wu is returning from being uh, from being skipped for having uh, two ticks down, one to two ticks down on his velocity and his fastball wasn't as good. So I don't know if the Mariners are going to push him past four innings in this one against the Angels. So that's the only point of contention. Otherwise, obviously, I would like Brian Wu against the Angels. Nick Pavetta gets the Yankees. The Yankees have just been so bad. And uh, the rest of this tier is terrible. So here's Nick Pavetta, I guess. He can go six innings and some strikeouts, I guess. Uh, Hyunjin Ryu is a Toby, but he gets the Rangers. Michael Waka gets the Dodgers. Maybe that works. Carlos Rodon looks so bad last time. I mean, I'm pretty much just like, I don't believe this anymore. Fastball velocity was way down as well. And now the Red Sox are elite inside of Fenway. So be so careful here. Um, Brandon Williamson's coming back from the COVID IL after missing two weeks. And he might be on a pitch count because of that. He might have a lot of rest here, but it is the Tigers. So I get if you want to go for this. I just don't know what we're going to get. Alex Fajardo, if he has a really good slider here on the other side of this with a decent enough changeup and fastball, that could work against the Reds. Javier Assad had a terrible cutter last time. And that has been the secret to his success. And it was so gone. And I can't tell you that it's going to be back for this one. It was a one-start sample, though, so maybe it will. We can't. We really don't know what to make of that. But it's in cores, which isn't as bad as it used to be, but still it's cores. So he's at the bottom here. Jose Budo uh, against the Diamondbacks. He did fine last time, and maybe he could do fine again uh, versus the Diamondbacks here. Zach Littell gets the Twins. I just don't want to start him. I don't really think the ceiling is high enough. Uh, Bailey Falter against the Nationals. He might get open for which would then allow him to be in a position to get a win. But oh, he's, he's fine. He's, he's fine. He's not that good. Uh, this thing is so limited. Uh, Lance Lynn is a complete cherry bomb and he gets the Padres to no thanks. Patrick Sandoval against the Mariners. We haven't seen his change of insider, both killing it, and it's so frustrating. But the Mariners have been the team that have been susceptible to his changeup over the years. So maybe I'm, I'm undervaluing him here for at least a strikeout play, but they've been hot. I just don't want to do it. JP Sears against the Astros. No, thank you. Uh, you want to die. I just don't want to. I don't think his stuff is that good. Tuki Desan is an outside strikeout chance against the Royals if the, if the splitter and the curveball and or the curveball really wake up. Uh, Chris Flexen against the Cubs. Maybe he has amazing command in cores. Jordan Lyles is a werewolf, and maybe this is that start where he goes seven innings. I don't know. It's good once a month. That's why he's a werewolf. The Giants are so frustrating with their starters, so no Sean Manaya. And Adam Wainwright is still trying to get his final two wins to get 200 for his career, but he just can't do it, and it's the Orioles, so no thank you. All right, that is it for today. Thanks so much for the support. Good luck this week in the playoffs. I'm here to help you. My name is Nick Pollock, and may your babbits be low, and your strikeouts high.